Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to this exclusive free training for my Money Tips podcast followers and welcome to the course Mastering Your Money the Smart Way Without Working Any Harder. Lesson 6, Tracking Your Income and Expenditure. My name is Charles Kelly, the author of the book Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness and creator of the Smart Money Manager course. Now if you've been following the previous modules, you'll know that we've gone through, uh, you know, the various sections of this SMART formula. And now uh, we're in the final module and I want to sort of start bringing it all together really. So congratulations if you've followed through on, on the other uh, parts of the course, the other lessons. Now, Peter Drucker once said, the famous management consultant, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So in this module, we're going to be putting it all together uh, and starting with monitoring your income and expenditure and, and your outgoings really. So tracking your income and expenditure, as I've said before, is the foundation of gaining control of your finances and accumulating wealth. Because unless you know where your money is going, you cannot make those savings or accumulate cash, which is why I keep repeating this. So keep a spreadsheet or a phone app or, or something and to, to, to track this, even if it's on a bit of paper in, a, in an old exercise book, and you will be amazed at the results. As I've said before, Great businesses, uh, governments and, and local authorities and NGOs, they all keep accurate records and produce monthly management accounts. And, you know, they, they track it over the, the month, the quarter, the year, and they project forward using cash flow forecast to anticipate the peaks and troughs of income expenditure and any nasty surprises. Now, you know, working... You know, when I was working as a financial advisor, I saw this every day. I found that the average person has no idea of of where their money's going, um, and and they just they they don't know what what's coming in and what's going out. And of course, when something spikes in their their expenditure, such as a Christmas or a service on a car, that uh, they seem to sort of comes as a big surprise to them. Oh, I got I didn't know Christmas was coming. I didn't know. I needed to service the car or pay for that service on the boiler. And, you know, then then they're in trouble. Then they're, they're broke. Uh, they're living close to the edge. And then they have to borrow all the time to, to cope with these little bit, little spikes in, in expenditure that we all get. We know that in, in the year, something is going to break down. Uh, you know, you're going to have holidays or if you've got children, they're going to have times of the year when you need to buy you new uniforms. So you've got to plan ahead for this. And the best way to do it is to sort of write it down on, on one of these spreadsheets. Uh, so a lot of people are, are just living so close to the edge that even a small bill will, will just lead them deeper into debt. You see adverts on TV about it, don't you? Say a woman's washing machine has broken down and, you know, the kids are going to school with a dirty uniform and, you know, the woman thinks, oh, I haven't got the money to fix that. And then a bubble appears in her head and says, Wow, wouldn't you like to get a loan? We can take care of that right away, whether it's Wonga.com or one of those companies. 
and they give her a loan. And then the next caption is she's got the loan and she's all happy and the washing machine's fixed and the kids are in nice, clean white shirts. You know, but then all she's done is really put herself into more debt. And that loan might be costing her 50 or 60 percent annual interest uh, or maybe even more uh, to, just to pay for that thing where if she had a little contingency fund or she knew that you know th- these things are going to happen during the year and you have to keep money put aside for that, then she wouldn't have needed to borrow money to, to pay for that. Now you might say, oh, I haven't got the money. I can't afford to save. But believe me, I, I've seen thousands of people and most of them can afford to save. And as I said, the people with the least amount of money seem to have the biggest TVs. Is that, that must be a financial formula. And, you know, I, I, I've got uh, tenants who live in, 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 in very small rooms. They live in studio rooms, but they've got TVs the size of the wall. Uh, and, you know, they don't think about saving. They just think about, you know, what can I do this weekend? That, that's their plan is what, what they're going to do this weekend. The only plan they make for the week is what they're going to watch on TV. And the only plan they make for the year is you know, my holiday or what am I going to do for Christmas or when is the next bank holiday? You know, when is the next public holiday? So some people seem to, you know, things all seem to go wrong for them. But you know that type of person, they're always ringing you up. Oh, it's gone wrong again. This is a problem. They're the type of people that drag your mood down. You know, you see them ringing and you think, oh my God, that's them again. Um, and and it just seems to go wrong. It's it's like um, they've they've almost, you know, attracted things to go wrong in their life but in in reality it's 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 not really true because things like that happen all the time despite having boiler service they are going to go wrong over holidays they will go wrong on a friday night they will go wrong over a a public holiday weekend or even christmas that it just happens but you've got to have contingencies in place to cope with this now when i was a financial advisor i had a, a a client uh, and, and a family that was referred to me by their mother, who was actually a, a successful uh, businesswoman. And she referred me to her daughter. She said, look, she needs some help. And, you know, when I got there, it was completely different. She was completely in a completely different situation from her mother, who was sort of financially free and doing well. Uh, but the daughter had, had married this guy that, um, you know, despite being a skilled, intelligent design engineer, he, he was a big problem for the family and they they actually felt that the whole world was against them you know they felt that everybody was against them and things were always going wrong for them they'd say things like you know that 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 always happens to us it's just our luck isn't it you know and and the guy the husband was at odds with everyone for instance he would go to court to dispute a parking payment or a late payment or anything a parking ticket and and he'd say oh when they see me there they just they automatically give up because they know I'm I'm not going to let it go you know he'd think He'd won the case, but it's like he'd, he'd lost a day and he'd lost hours and hours of writing letters and making calls. He might as well just paid the ticket and got on with, with earning money. So, as I said, he would say, it's just our luck or the system's a con. And his wife once said to me, you know, we just want to be normal. We just want to be like normal people. And I could see that negativity and, and the poverty mindset of the parents was rubbing off on their six children who all looked slightly downtrodden. They looked like, I, I, I can't really express how they looked. It looked like I was walking into a house where, you know, they, they were almost mentally abused, although they weren't mentally abused, but they just looked downtrodden and they didn't look like normal children. And it was obviously rubbing off on them. And I, I just wonder how those children would cope 
as they got older and, and then had to start to make their way in life because they certainly hadn't uh, had a very good start. As I said, in reality, these disasters were no different from things that happen to everybody else. Things go wrong, things break down. But when you're in control of your finances, you will still have the problems. The problems don't go away. Even wealthy people and very wealthy people and super rich people have problems. I meet them quite often and they say, oh, something's gone wrong. And they say, no problem. I've got, got a guy in to sort that out or I claimed on my insurance. And, and the difference is that they're able to deal with them without borrowing because they have a contingency fund or they have insurance, right? They have insurance for breakdowns. If they break down on the motorway, they, they have a cover for that. So they, they phone up, it comes in and sorts them out. So they're not sort of, you know, leaning under a car trying to change a, a, a tire on, on the, the hard shoulder. You know, they, they, they deal with things and they, they, they plan for these things that will go wrong. Even things like the death of a, or an injury to a bread, breadwinner. They have life insurance. They have health insurance. And that's what wealthy people have. Um, that, you know, you will know, you need to know, right, exactly where your money's going. And, and then you can start to make savings. You can, Once you've got that, that spreadsheet done, then you can see, look, I'm wasting so much money on this that I could actually be putting into a little savings account uh, that can build up, at least build up a contingency fund so that if you lose your job or, you know, things go wrong as they, as they generally do, you've got the money there. And funny enough, when you've got the money and you've got the insurance, things, strange enough, don't go wrong as much as they do when you haven't got the money. It's almost like Murphy's Law. When you haven't got the money and you haven't got insurance, things happen. It's, it's like when you cancel a policy on something or you cancel a warranty, that's when it's going to break down. So, And yet you can have these warranties and insurances for years and never claim on it. You think, oh, it's a waste of money, but it's not. It's somehow... Like if, if the universe knows you're prepared for something, it seems to, to not go wrong as often as people who, who are unprepared and, and, and you know, things just seem to go wrong. You know the type of people I mean, right? So what do you do then when you've, you've done all this, you've gone through your spreadsheet and you know, you've, you've made all the savings you can, but it's just not enough. So what, how can you then create additional income when economizing as much as you can is just not enough? So look, mastering money is not just about uh, saving money or cutting back. You know, you can obviously, you know, cut back as much as you as you can. Like in a business, they can make savings and make savings, but eventually they need to create business. So if you've got a business run by a, an accountant bean counter type, and he just says, well, we don't need that department. We don't need research and development. We don't need all these salespeople running around in company cars. Yeah, they can cut things down to the bone, but where is the new business going to come from? So in your life, if you think of yourself as a business, then how are you going to increase your revenue? How are you going to increase your income and profits this year? So it's not just about cutting back. It's about needing to earn money, to keep earning, to, to learning and improving. So you can only, as I said, reduce your income so so far. If you want to improve your lifestyle and you know you want to have a better life and have more things and, and enjoy life more, uh, then you need to, at some stage, increase your income. And as I said, struggling businesses need to do the same thing, right? So what, what can you do? Um, I mean, there's, there's a number of ways you can increase your income, right? You can change your job or, or change your business model. If you're, if you're in a business that's, that's not working out too well and you can see it's, it's not going, generally things are, are not going well for that type of, of business, then you might need to consider changing or adapting your business as businesses have done in the last couple of years. When businesses had to close, 
they 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 got um, delivery services going or they went online. So, you know, you can you, you've got to look at these things and make changes as you go along. Similar thing with jobs. If your job is just one of those jobs where you're 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 never going to earn very much money, you're on, on a minimum wage type of job. What are you going to do? Next way is to upskill or become more valuable to the marketplace. You know, someone who is in a minimum wage job is generally they have the skills that make them that that amount of value to the marketplace because they're obviously not going to pay somebody who is say I I, I don't want to even mention a type of job that is is low skilled but if if you're in a job that where there isn't any skills um, I mean if you take a building site for instance if you're if you're the guy that just moves bricks around or or sweeps the yard or or does the labor in you are going to be paid less than a skilled brick layer or a skilled plasterer or an electrician or a plumber so that there's a value ladder if you like for people who've got no skills to people who've got this amount of skills and then a higher amount of skills and then a higher amount of skills and then you go up to you know the the engineer that has designed the building the architect they're going to get paid more than the laborer right in mcdonald's if you're if you're a junior in mcdonald's you'll get paid the minimum wage but you know, if you're the manager and you've got more skills than than the junior, you will be paid more. And the more stars you get on your your badge there, the more you get paid. So at some stage, you need to upskill your, your your yourself to become more valuable to the marketplace. Instead of just saying, "Well, why is the marketplace not paying me more? Or why aren't they paying this type of worker more? Why are they not paying paying cleaners more money than you know th- this?" You've got to upskill yourself so that you become more valuable to the marketplace. Now, the other way you can uh, earn more money is obviously to take a job, a part-time job, I mean, or or have a part-time home-based business or a side hustle, as it's sometimes called. How many hours a week do you work? You know, the majority of people in developed countries work 35 to 40 hours a week, uh, unless you live in France, where you might work 30 hours and, and complain if you have to work any more than that. Um, but this is not the, the, the case in in what I would call the Asian tiger economies, where you know they work a lot longer. They, 40, 50, 60 hours is is not unusual in those countries. Six days a week is not unusual for a working week. And you know you can look at this in another way. Take the example of immigrants who come into a country, and they'll come into a prosperous country like the UK, the US, Australia, and the migrants I know don't just work a forty-hour week. They never have done. They take all the overtime that's offered. They have a part-time job. They work evenings and weekends. And, you know, while others are watching all the bad news on the TV and complaining about the economy, uh, they're out earning money and making money for their own economy, their own economy. And I've seen this in other countries. I've seen this in Australia as well. Um, I'm not saying the Australians are, are you know, the native Australians are, are, are lazy, but, you know, you certainly see the migrants coming in and, and snapping up and, and they're busy, busy and they're getting the jobs and they're getting on with things and they're moving faster. And the same thing happens here. Um, you know, people who came here when they were completely broke uh, have, have come in and prospered. And, and we saw people, you know, kicked out of countries who came here with literally a suitcase and nothing else in their pocket. And yet they, they went on to, to become millionaires in this country. I, I know people in that, that exact position. I've talked about it in my podcast. So, I'd say it's like they've come here with no, no, nothing to declare. Literally, they walk in. What have you got to declare? Nothing. I've got the clothes on my back. Now, they haven't got any contacts. They don't know the right people. And yet somehow they, they 
uh, they got on and, and got on with things and prospered. And I've met migrants at seminars. You know, some have learned how to make money in property using none of their own money. Um, and, and, you know, which is very handy because they, they didn't have any money to start with. You know, others have started online businesses in their spare time and, and or they've learned how to trade stocks and, and foreign exchange through Forex exchanges. So if you if you don't think you've got the spare time, you think, well, I'm, all my time's taken up. Look at how much time you spend watching the TV or, or wasting time on social media, looking at other people um, making money or other people advertising products. So instead of wasting time on social media and TV, maybe you could learn to make money on social media, make money on, on Facebook, Instagram or whatever. Now, remember, look, you know, we talk about the future. Well, the future is here now, really. The future has been brought forward by the events of the last couple of years. So watch out. You know, automation is coming. It is here now. Self-driving vehicles are, are, are almost here now. They're, they're not on the roads yet, but they are, they are there. They're waiting for approval. So millions of jobs in the West will disappear over the next 10 or 20 years. And some even predict sooner than that. So there's never been a more pressing time, a more urgent time to, to learn new skills and upgrade your knowledge. It, it, it really is now. You know, jobs won't last for 40 years anymore. And, you know, the governments around the world have already talked about how to reskill millions of workers who will become redundant when, you know, the machines, the robots are going to take over. I know it's something like science fiction, but it's not. It's, it's actually here now. Um, or, or they'll find someone in, in the Philippines or India that can do the job cheaper and faster and sometimes better, right? Let, let's face it. And, you know, I, when I was running my own college, I, I, I used to say only 10% of people keep learning after leaving school or college. And many never read another book after leaving school. It's, it's astounding to believe that. Um, so where do you think they are in the, the earnings league table? Do you think they're at the top in their companies? No, they're not. They're, they're down there complaining, uh, and it doesn't have to be formal education. I'm not saying you have to go back and take a, a degree or a master's. You know, there are thousands of inexpensive vocational courses. That means, you know, re related to work rather than sort of learning about ancient history or, you know, something that is 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 fun to learn about, but will not give you any direct uh, ability to earn more money. So vocational courses apprenticeships are often available, especially in a country like this in the UK, for free. And, and yet people don't take them. You have to actually, when we were running some of these courses, which were free to people, we had to sort of sell the courses to them and say, well, look, you could, you know, you're doing nothing now. You're 17. You've left school with no qualifications. You've had free education all your life, but you haven't taken advantage of it. Your, your reading and, and language level is less than that of a, of a migrant nurse. So here is a course you can do Right now, it's free, but all you have to do is turn up. And they say, oh, I don't know if I can do that. It's going to cost me my bus fare. I said, well, the government will actually give you an allowance for your bus fare. I, said, I don't know, it's too far to travel. You know, and sometimes you'd get the parents stepping in and saying, why are you exploiting my son or daughter? Yes, I've seen this. You're paying them less than the minimum wage. Well, hold on. You know, they're on an apprenticeship. That, that, that is the, the, the legal wage for this apprenticeship. So, so this sort of negativity holds people back. So these courses are here now. And, and, you know, if people in Asia knew about these courses, they would grab them by, you know, with both arms, but they can't get hold of them. And, and universities and colleges often, 
they, they, they're offering right now very inexpensive evening courses, weekend courses. Universities offer part-time degrees. Um, I, I did one myself a couple of years back. And, and, you know, you can take a diploma course up to a master's degree specifically aimed at mature working students. So they'll do all of the, uh, I think in 2017, I, I gained a degree in leadership and management from my university locally here. And all the lectures and tutorials were held at the weekends to suit students who had full time jobs. And all of these people were, were already you could see they were moving forward. They wanted to improve their prospects and learn how to expand their mind and expand their, their opportunities, their horizons by, by taking these courses. And I've followed them ever since. They've all moved on in their jobs. They've got promotions. They're all smart people, positive people who wanted to, to learn something. So these, these courses are out there. They are really are there. If you can't even buy them, you can, you know, take loans to get these courses. You know, I'm running courses. I, you know, I'm running courses which will, will help you master your money. But you can also join courses that, that I'm running, which will help you make money on social media, help you make money in property. So these things are out there. The opportunities are out there. Don't say, I've got no opportunity. I can't. There's no opportunity in this country. There are loads of opportunities. And now with with with, uh, you know, the ability to just go online, you don't even have to move from your country. You can take these courses from wherever you are in the world, just like you could be watching this from another country right now. We can run courses that can help you improve your prospects without even leaving your your country, without having to get a student visa or spend tens of thousands of pounds on 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 university fees or on accommodation and flights and all that sort of thing. Okay, so here's the summary today. Uh, tracking your income and expenditure is the foundation of gaining control of your finances and accumulating wealth. And wealthy people know exactly what's coming in and where their money is going. I've seen it a thousand times. The people who've got money know what's coming in and know where it's going. So the action steps today is to start your money tra money uh, tracker spreadsheet or app right now if you haven't done it already record all the money that's coming in and going out in your household your your business if you like and then look ahead and start anticipating the peaks and troughs in your your year or even your month you know the amount of people that you know run out a month before the income's run out um is unbelievable when i worked in the bank People would be overdrawn before the end of the month. So, oh, God. Well, that's the problem. You see, my bills come out a day before I get my salary. Well, you could do something about that. You could change the billing date or, you know, you could try and save a bit of money so your salary hasn't run out on the 20th of the month. And, you know, the amount of employees are anticipating that that payday because they've really run out of money is unbelievable. So you've got to look ahead and anticipate those peaks and troughs. Look for ways to earn a little bit of extra money, you know. Even a little part-time business where you could earn two or three hundred pounds a month or dollars could make a huge difference to some people. That could be an extra 10 or 20 percent on the bottom line profit level of your, your expenditure and your household uh, uh, profit level. So just earning that extra bit of money could make a huge difference. Um, and then think about your job in the future. Where is it going? Where do you need to be in five years time just to maintain where you are or to improve your life? And then never stop learning and upskilling yourself, even if it means reading. You know, Brian Tracy said reading an hour a day in your business on, and, and taking a few notes will make you an expert within three to six months. And just doing that alone, just listening to audios in your car, for instance, could could lead you to, to, to taking a degree level 
exam in in two to three years time. You could take a degree in your spare time, no problem whatsoever. So congratulations on reaching the end of this course. What you've learned in, in mastering your money and becoming a smart money manager using this simple system is to, remember we went through the S-M-A-R-T, is S, spend wisely and avoid debt. M, manage your money and respect your money. A, accumulate and uh, accumulate wealth over time. And R is review your finances on a regular basis. And T is track your income and expenditure. Never stop doing that. This is a lifelong process. And finally, take, take responsibility for where you are today. Your current bank balance reflects your lifetime decisions. It reflects your habits, your actions or lack of actions. Don't blame it on the government, the taxman or your parents, right? Take responsibility for where you are now. You are responsible. One of my great mentors, Jim Rohn, once said when I met him in in California and he said on that stage, he said, if you're 40, in good health, living in America and broke, something is wrong. In other words, something's wrong with you, right? We all have the opportunity to educate us, educate ourselves, not just getting formal education in school, but to, to get re-educated, to keep learning. We all have opportunities to learn from leaders in our field to get a better job or start a business or save and invest in, in, in a better life. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. So what have you done with your hours today? What have you done with your last week? Yes, some lucky people, of course, are born into to money and born into wealth. Yeah, sure. Some people have the breaks in life, but that doesn't exclude you from joining the Millionaires Club. The membership to the Millionaires Club is still open and millions of people every year are joining this Millionaire Club. And these people have have been are self-made. Most of the millionaires in in the UK and America today and joining that club are self-made people. They're self-made business people. They're not movie stars. They're not pop stars. They're not footballers that most of them are self-made people who've just done it, you know, the proper way. They follow the tracks of millionaires. And and someone else becoming rich doesn't deprive you of or mean that there's not enough to go around. There's not a finite amount of money. That's scarcity mentality. So don't look at someone and be jealous about them. So oh, they've made money. There's not enough for me. They're taking all the money. In fact, it's quite opposite. It, it, the opposite is actually the fact. You know, wealth is expanding Wealthy people employ more people and, you know, successful business people employ more people and help make others rich too. It's expanding. If I think back to a few years ago, there was not as much wealth in, in the country. And and if you look at the way wealth has expanded in, in India and in, and in China, where, you know, hundreds of millions of people have been taken off of the, the poverty level and moved into to the middle classes. And I, I can see that every time I go to Asia, it's changing very fast. So today, there are more opportunities to become financially free than there has ever been in 7,000 years of recorded history. Don't think of the good old days. The the, the days are good now. Yes, we've had a few problems in the last couple of years, but still people are, are getting rich even in times of trouble. Even when there's recessions and depressions, more people get rich in, in those times, believe me. So thank you for joining me. And, and uh, you know, on this journey of yours to become a smart money manager, remember to follow the steps through and remember to take action. It's, it's not no point in just looking and, and enjoying the course, but not taking the action. So there are, there are more 
practical steps in this. Uh, if you follow me on my podcast and, and read my book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Uh, and thanks for listening to this course. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll follow through on the, on the following action steps. So would you like to take the next step in becoming financially free? Now, I have recorded a bonus lesson and um, I'm, I'm going to go through in that bonus lesson. I, I've created uh, more examples of how you can create more income. So I hope you could follow that through on, on the bonus lesson. Now, I'll send you the bonus lesson. If you follow the steps on, on the end of this page that you can see at the bottom, if you if you click on, on that, that training for my video training, then at the end, uh, just email me and I'll send you a bonus episode to help you create more income. Absolutely free. And if you'd like to learn more about investing and managing your money, becoming a, a professional investor, a professional property investor, or making more money on, on social media, then click on the link below to join me on further free training to help you become financially free. So thanks for listening today and I will see you in the next lesson or or the next podcast or the next video. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 